Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 138 for June 27th, 2018. This week's top Patreon supporters are Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, <laughs> Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Keith Decent, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Mike Jeffcoat, Jim Bashirs, Brad Dudenhofer, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, and John Made It. Huh? You know, you know what huh? I, I want right. to say too Good much? You know, you know what I want to say too much of right now? is yeah. how much of a spring in your step you seem to have in your words. You, you, What is going on differently? You just seem peppy. Peppy, I say. Someone said that to me at work today, and I'll tell you what it is. It is this new job promotion. Uh-huh. And also, it is not having to do any of the work involved in doing the podcast. Oh. <laughs> it's pretty freaking awesome, I must say. Um, yeah, well, I did it Tim, last don't you week. Agree? I did it last week, and um, it didn't really seem like all that big of a deal. I don't know what. Well, then problem so solved, long, but, buddy boy. But, uh, <laughs> That's, I see this going over really well. Two things. One, Phil, we know your traveling is going to take a toll. And uh, yeah. so we love you. And Tim, you are a self-admitted control freak, so this I think it's perfect. It's win-win-win. Yeah, because yeah. the last yeah. win is Bill continues to do nothing. So that yeah, which well. is <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I mean it is. Uh, I, I still have some questions. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's a given. I mean, um, I still I, you know I'll get a system going, but I have uh, I do have the the music editing software, which I think is probably a little quicker and easier than using um, what were you using GarageBand? Premiere. Premiere, so I don't even know what, yeah, but I have, I have it's stuff. It's like uh, Final Cut Pro, but only using it for the audio portion. Oh, that's going to be a pain in the neck. What? So it's, it's GarageBand for PC. It's well, it's iMovie for PC, not oh. GarageBand. No, because Premiere is on Mac also. It just happens to be what Creative Suite yeah. is yeah. what I just always use. I, I've been meaning to switch to Creative Suite. I really you're, have. Your awesome. mic dropped down again, Phil. Yeah, it did. mic dropped? Sorry. Yeah, so uh, no, but I used to have a Mac, and you know, I had a Mac at work, and I used Creative Suite on both platforms. Yeah, well, I was thinking about getting the because you know, if you get it, you can use it on both your Mac and your PC in that way. Because right. I do have both a Mac and a PC now, so I'm changing. You know, it, it'd be nice to be able to like open the work up on either. You know what I mean? Yes, as long as but, both are up to date and you're not opening up legacy file types. But I will tell you that it's it's heavy. You got to have a decent machine for CC. Yeah. Yeah. My Mac is good, but I don't know. My, my PC's... I mean, my PC's not bad, I guess. What are the specs? So you have the, at least 8 Mac, gigs of RAM? You, I don't have it in front of me. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I have, I think, 8 gigs of RAM, maybe even 16. You so guys 16 are losing gigs. me a little bit. Let me, yeah. let me catch up. Tim, you're saying that you're getting to be both fluent in PC and Mac. Well, I have... For the CNC machine, I bought a PC laptop, and then a year later, I got a better one. And um, So you're technologically bisexual. Yeah, I'm, I'm bi-technological. You're bi-textual. Binary? <laughs> You're binary. You're binary. I like it. Yeah, you know, zeros and ones, you know. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, and I I hadn't used a PC in, like, 15 or 20 years, like, seriously. And and uh, I, I don't mind it now. Now, I, there's some things about it that annoy me, but I've learned how to turn a lot of those off. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyways, we're doing a podcast. you're like, wow, this is better than the Mac. No, I haven't found any of those yet. 
I seriously haven't found any of those yet. I'll point them out to you later. Okay. Your microphone, Phil. Both your yeah, microphone. Phil, you, Phil, your microphone got really quiet again. What is going on here? So I'll just hold it like this, and I feel like Elvis. There's no buttons on the back. Are you sure there's no buttons on the back? You are currently looking at the back. No, we're only looking at half your face because you're always centered. Yeah. Yeah. Underneath the mounting bracket, no buttons, huh? No. Currently, no. I do well, like the on. Elvis bit. <laughs> I know, right? I feel I feel like you Fat Elvis cool? holding this yeah. mic over here. Yeah. It's like, welcome Honolulu to my last show. <laughs> I'll be I eating that a ham live. sandwich. I watched that live, by the way. Yeah, my I dad remember. used to watch that on, on loop. <laughs> okay. Um, Podcast. So you're still, even though I'm doing the editing, you're still the host, buddy. It's your job to keep oh, this, to do work. this train on the tracks, and well, you're you know not what? doing that. Let me that. ask you something, Tim. What, yes. um, what is it that you're working on? What am I working on? Yes. Um, well, I'm, I'm trying to figure out why your microphone still sounds so low, yeah. even though you're holding it. There's something yeah. wrong there. How is this possible? No. It's right here. Can you hear me? Yeah, th- well, that's where the that's definitely where the the pattern picks up is right there. But it seems maybe, like this should be it's some more solution. Directional than I think it is. It's very directional. Yeah. All right, so I'll just hold it right here. But it still doesn't for sound. The next hour. It no, doesn't it's, sound right. we all have the same microphone. Something's yeah. not right. Something's wrong. You, your uh, your PC is failing you right now. I think is what's happening. Yeah. You know what? I don't think I like the cut of your jib right now. Yeah. I can't what about hear the jib, your jib of his so. cut. <laughs> Don't cut your jibs. Hey, uh, question. Uh, what if uh, what if <laughs> I just... Oh, it dropped back down again. That's weird. That's how, about, how about now? Did you save now the setting? Perfect. Yes, I save saved the, s- the setting. Mom. <laughs> you sure, Bill? <laughs> I'm fairly, Wait, I'm fairly certain. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to leave that open. There you go. So it's good now. Yeah, now it sounds good. Yeah, now it sounds good. Well, so, all right. Although I do miss the uh, the fat Elvis. <laughs> yeah, I wanted, I wanted to fat Elvis it up all night. Yeah, you can still and do later, that, I guess, but... later choke on my own ham sandwich vomit. Um, so, oh. yeah, what? that was a was that not the case? Did I get that uh, wrong? Well, it was something similar, but he had he had medical issues, man. Come on, yeah, Medi- no, he well, did. Certainly he... drug issues. Well, no, he had a he had a um uh what was it the where's his colon? It was like uh, there's a medical term for it. It's like a distended col. Uh, Colon or whatever. That's why. That's why his bathroom Can we was like really, a, really, really, really <laughs> stop talking, talking about this. Oh, oh I, di- I, I understood he had a mild case of IBS. If that's where you're uh, going. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a mild case. It was like a lifelong problem he had, oh, as, even as a Crohn's child. Then was it Crohn's? No, it, I forget what it's called. But um, anyways, uh, on this week's episode of Chicago Hope, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna solve Elvis's health problems forty years too late. That's right. Hey, we didn't say we were. Phil, very Phil, good at it. Yeah. Phil, center your camera. It is centered over here. No, it's a laptop. Like, yeah, okay. The camera but you goes gotta, nowhere. You can see yourself, and don't you see that half of your face is gone most of the time? I got to tell you, this half is doing better than most people's holes. So. <laughs> Man, one week, uh, Phil's the weak link now. This is only been one week of him. Like, sure what do you mean? Okay, fine. Listen, just, just freaking tell me what you're working on, Tim. Just what's going on over there at Tim's Casa. Uh, okay, what am I working on? I'm working on guitars, of course. Um, I delivered a, I finished and delivered this big credenza cabinet that I made. If you are on Instagram, you might have seen that. Um, right. And uh, today I had this idea. I have a guitar video that's coming out on Sunday, and then I didn't have a video for the following week, and I wanted to do something that wasn't a guitar for the, the people that watch my channel that are like sick and tired of guitars. 
So um, I, I just had this. No, there's, I've, I've had people kind of comment, like, you know, hey, do you do anything other than guitars still? <laughs> you know? um, so I wanted to do, like, a good old-fashioned, like, furniture build, and I, but I didn't want to take a lot of time because it wasn't for a customer. You know, I was like, I'm just going to make something just for a video that'll be cool that, I, that hopefully I'll be able to sell or whatever. And I've had this idea kicking around for a while, and uh, but I wasn't quite sure how I was going to do it. And so I just did it today, and it came out pretty cool, and that's going to be a video in a couple weeks. But basically, yeah. without, w- without telling too much about it, it's my take on, you know how... People make those tailgate benches. Yes, it's my take on that, and it's not what you think. Wow, that's a teaser and a half. <laughs> it's all that's about like the a, suspense. That's a, that's a double McTease with cheese. Yeah, well, yep, it's not. But um, so that's that's hmm. what I've been up to. How about um, I like your way back when that you did. Oh, the shelving thanks. unit. Thanks. You know, I'm a big fan of those. I know you. Uh, some people really don't like them, and I don't know why they get so upset. I had someone actually comment on the last one I did. Like, I hate the swayback ones. I'm like, I put it right in the title. You don't have to watch it, buddy. Like, that's just don't watch it. You know? now, I don't well, watch it only because I've seen content. it. Yeah, so. you saw that one. Yeah, that one was a little too new. Um, but I was like looking at my older ones, and the camera I was using was so crappy. I just like kind of don't want to. So I was like, Ugh. have you thought about just redoing the videos? Like, like build re- another one. I have thought about that. I have thought about that. It's like a reboot, like Total yeah. Recall. Like doing yeah. it differently, yeah. Don't do yeah. it. The first one is way better. Let's not get too into this because that might be like next week's recall? topic. Yeah. yeah. How good was that? Oh, yeah, that's right. Classic. Classic. Round two. They redid it. Total that's Recall sad. was, uh, was that the one with Arnold? The first one right. was with yeah. Arnold and the second one sucked, if I remember Colin right. Colin Farrell. It's not yeah. the tumor. Was that the one? <clears throat> that's no. Kindergarten Cop. Yeah. I couldn't. I thought it was. My totally daddy says it too. Everything is off. Everything is off right now. I don't know what's going on. I'm confused. Uh, you you are part of the popular culture that's been occurring for the last thirty years. Yes. Well, it's part yeah, of the culture. But you two popular. are out of sync. You two are not doing your shtick with the movie thing. He's talking about a kindergarten cop. I knew that. And he didn't? Something is wrong in the oh, I knew yeah. it was kindergarten cop. It was a joke. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. I, I'm glad you have bad humor and not the world is blowing up. Oh, listen, okay. I know you got product okay. in your hair now. Okay, Mr. Pot. Thanks for calling me black. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Bill, what are you working on? <laughs> I put out a video, and I uh, put a guitar in the mail. It's on its way to Georgia, Georgia. Get it? Because that's where I sent it. Can we just hit stop and just start this whole podcast over right now? What do you think, Phil? <laughs> I mean, we could, but this is very good stuff, obviously, and we <clears throat> okay. want to keep it. Yeah. No, I, I put out a video. I'm kind of happy with it. My, uh, I'm a talkie, and I don't normally do that. And it was a lot harder than I thought it would be. Trying to sound coherent and explain. You would think after three years of a podcast that I would try and be a little more coherent. That you would be coherent? Yeah, you would yeah. think. When you I would talk, think that also. Yet here but, we are, uh, week in, it, week out. It was a lot of hard work <laughs> to explain what I'm doing so people would understand me. Um, I, I have I have praise for that video. Thank you. I appreciate um, it. Kept it under is twenty it because minutes. I, is it because I uh, showed your tool in it? Um, well, yeah, that was nice. But but you know, what I there was a couple things. I have a lot of praise for that video. And for anybody who hasn't seen it, basically, Bill just showed some of the techniques he uses for making his fingerboards on his uh, cigar box guitars, and 
the I thought that the the line system that you did, where you use mm-hmm. the you heated up the painting knife, I thought that was brilliant. Um, and I thought the way you used the square as like a steadier, I thought yeah. was brilliant. That was something I had never thought of. And I've spent a lot of time looking for different things I could advertise that this tool does, and I hadn't come up with that one yet. So I was like, ooh, that's on the list. It's shiny. And um, yeah, and it's shiny. <laughs> and use use it to brush your teeth. But um, uh, and then the but it was also like a this big reminder to me. I've been looking for a, a better way to make my dots on the top of my fingerboard, and I was like, oh yeah, I could just use my branding iron. Like, why do I have to make a big deal out of it? Why don't I just do that? It's like because yeah. I was like doing inlays and stuff, and it's like a pain in the neck, and I wasn't happy with the way they looked and. And uh, they're too big or too small, and, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, I could just do that." So I want to I thank tr- you. I, yeah, thank you. are welcome. I I, um, I went through a few different things myself trying to figure out how to make those, uh, the the top dots, whatever I guess you call, you know, the, yeah, position markers. Yeah. So I saw how like you know uh, people use uh, the white plastic or the black plastic, and they drill a hole and they glue mm-hmm. it in there. And I'm like, you know what? The the 3D printer, you can buy that stuff for like two bucks for like 80 different colors and. And I, so I bought some of that, and it's you know like a foot of each color filament for a 3D printer because I'm mm-hmm. thinking, okay, a little round pr- plastic. I thought of um, um, weed eater string, the plastic mm-hmm. lines for that. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, and it's just like so many different things. It's like this is kind of a pain in the butt to do it that way. And yep. So, yeah, I, I learned. Yeah, I just thought, you know what, those little dots are even screw. I've used screws, you know, little what tiny I was, screws. What I was doing rats. was I was banging in little finish nails mm-hmm. uh, and then snipping them. Yep. Uh, because I I wanted it to just be really small. I don't want it to be as big as the head, you know, and um and I didn't want to bang it an inch into the neck either, you know. Um, but then it was just like after you sand it all down, you could barely see it. It just isn't. It wasn't enough. You can you try it with copper nails. That actually shows up pretty well. Uh, yeah, yeah. If they're solid copper, I had these black nails. I was like, oh, this will be perfect. But then I cut it, and it wasn't black in the middle. You know? Get get um <laughs> yeah get uh, uh roofing nails. They they make copper roofing nails, and they're, yeah. they're just kind of short anyway. I just I just so. took apart this pallet that had or no this fence rather that had all these aluminum nails in it. They might work too. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, the, the soldering stuff. iron real quick across the top of it. Yeah, but that's was, all. It's just a, yeah. a reference. It doesn't need to be like inlaid birds or anything. It just right. needs to be a quick, quick reference. You know. I like. You it. know what? I saw a cool technique for doing a repeatable branding iron was to uh, was to put the branding iron into your drill press and then yes. heat it up and then oh, you're just yeah, able yeah, yeah. to just lower it and press so that if you if you missed or whatever you didn't get good coverage. You bring it down again, ah. the exact same spot. It was uh, Rag and Bone who did it. Oh yeah, yeah, Just smart guy. Credit. I, I saw somebody who idea. used a um, not a drill press, but the oh guys, I'm from the top of my head, Arbor Press. Arbor, Arbor Press. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And basically, what he did is he had a hot plate, and it, the the branding iron was sitting on the hot plate on the Arbor Press at all times. So when he was ready to use it, he just lifted up. Put his piece under there, hit it real oh, quick, and it, and it rested right back on the hot plate. So it always it was always ready to go. Hmm. It was kind of mm. cool. Yeah, you know the drill press is a is an underrated tool. Like I've mm-hmm. like I've been using mine as an arbor press basically lately right. for putting frets in guitars. I just chuck the thing in that, and then I, that like Vance and I made t shirts on it once we use it as a press like that. There's like it, it is a it's almost like a you know it's not a bridge port. It's like half a bridge port. You know what I mean? But mm. it's like a it's, but it's a press. It's why they but call it's, it it's, press. Yeah, but it's, it has the pressing abilities and it also has all the the real precision abilities to it. You know, with the adjustments mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Good tool. I use mine as as like a metal lathe when I need to cut a bolt and then round the end. So I'll I'll, put, I'll chuck it up and then and then uh, hold a file to it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. Great idea. Yeah. Or the angle grinder too to speed it up even. You know. Yep. That's true too. Yeah. Oh, 
That's uh, just annoying. If it's for me, I'm not calls here. on air. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, and the computer. Um, anyway, <laughs> so I had this idea. Worst Check podcast this out. ever. I've said it before, but this is definitely the worst one ever. <laughs> I'm going to, for anybody that's listening who's a veteran, I am going to do my next uh, guitar build, and I'll film it. I'm going to make an electric guitar out of this uh, cigar box that is veteran-themed. It's called Check 6. It's a Camacho box. Anyway, I want to do an auction. And what I want to do is donate half of whatever I can sell this thing for to, and I would like some ideas on a good cause for vets. Awesome. I just, VA. I just think that would be fun. I think that'd be really cool. So that's, mm. that, that will be my uh, upcoming, what am I going to do thing? But yeah, yeah, yeah. put out, put out a video and, uh, and shipped out that commission bill that I did. Cool. If any, if any of you have a, uh, a, a charity that you work with or a favorite uh, veterans related charity, let Bill know. Yeah, uh, seriously. That's awesome. Yeah, because I know there's a lot of them out there, like some really unique ones. There's a lot of them that are very maker-oriented as well. And maybe maybe one of our listeners is running one or a member of one, you know. And sometimes you have those uh, those all-veteran uh, you know, cabinet shops. Yeah, in the, or, or the, um, the maker spaces and stuff, yeah. Right, yeah. I love that. Cool. Yeah, I made, I made my own acoustic guitar out of this box, and I didn't really get the meaning of it until a few folks piped up and said, hey, man, that's, that's vet-related. That's, you know, got your back, got your six. It's called Check Six. So I have another one of those boxes. It's in better shape, and I'm going to do an electric guitar with that auction. Cool. Off. Isn't that cool? I think so. Excellent. Very yeah. cool. How about you, um, Phil? We're not going to skip you this time. I think we'd like to know well, what's going sweet. on with you. This past weekend, what I did was I um, I have this uh, this playset in the backyard for my kids, like a slide and a saw the swing set and stuff like awesome. that. Awesome. So I posted that on Instagram, but I think people missed what it is that I actually did. Uh, the fine folks over at Costco built the actual thing uh, two summers ago. What I did was <laughs> I put in the mulch and the liner. So I had to trench all the way around the, the, the play set, about six inches deep, to be able to peg in the liner and then fill it all in and then scoop out some stuff in the middle and then put down the mulch. But I used, um, I used this rubber mulch. Mm. And Tim, you'd be interested to know it's, it's actually shredded tires. Tires, yeah. Yeah, and it's great. And, yeah. Because uh, there's a lot like the what would happen is is the kids would use the swing set, and wherever their feet would go, it would tear out all the grass. It, like the whole thing just becomes dusty and gross, and you know. So uh, yeah, so we have that out. spot in our yard. I saw in yeah. your picture the the divot under the swing. Right. We have the swimming pool forming there. So <laughs> you know? yeah. So we I put in the mulch, and I have to buy probably about five or ten more bags, but uh, but it came out really well. But it took me about nine hours of work to do. And for some reason, I thought I could do it in like two hours, and it was my son's <laughs> birthday party that day at four o'clock, and I'm like, you know what? I'll go out at eight, and I'll be done by 10. I'll have some breakfast, no problem. It took all day because, as it turns out, there are nothing but rocks and boulders in the ground, <laughs> like where, the, where I live. Like, it's, mm. you're, you're just digging and digging, and then I, I called up my neighbor. He's got a pickaxe, so I, I, he brought over his pickaxe, and that sped things up. But I was just pulling out rocks constantly, so it was so much work. Mm-hmm. I'd was, like uh, to uh, I'd like to ask Phil now that you've had the fence post experience, yeah, and the um, the uh, mulch under the swing set experience. Mm-hmm. Do you finally get it that your yard is rocky and bouldery? Now I get it. Okay, right. yeah, yeah. I'm getting it. 
But next week, I'm going to dig my own well. (laughs) (laughs) This is crazy. But the next project uh, won't matter. I'm going to be redoing the deck. So I have some deck questions that I'm going to be asking everyone and see what happens. But I know I already asked about the question about regular pressure treated. I think that one got solved. But there seems to be it's it's less popular to use two-by material now and more popular to use, like, five-eighths material or three-quarter material or one-by material. Well, the, the... the deck boards, they sell them in pressure-treated, I'm sure, other stuff. It's usually uh, five-quarter or four-quarter inch thick is yeah. what the, the top slats usually are in the deck, which just makes more sense because it's less material, which yeah. means it's less cost, less trees, you know. Right. Every deck I've ever done has had, a like, an inch thick. Um, so in all that decking material I have, the, the, the Kumaru oh. that I've been using is all an yeah. inch thick. Yeah. Okay, so that's good to know. Right. It might like, be an eastern coaster thing because out here a lot of it is – like two by four size it's you know the inch and a half thick i think that's a little bit old school because that's what mine is now okay. and i thought it was overkill like i don't have elephants running on this thing like it doesn't need to be that strong no we had this de- debate with uh Diami, i think about you know using pt yeah pt and you can't you can't use regular just construction two by fours i did neglect to tell you that you need to finish the boards first before you put them down so you would you would coat the underside of it, seal it, and then you can use those, and they'll last forever. That's a lot of work. It's, also, it's, you live in California. Yeah, is, but I'm telling you, it's 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 still going to last forever, and it's a a lot cheaper. But it is three times the work. So yeah, yeah, I don't have that much. You could Before just pony you, up and just put normal like Trex. Trex is the way to go, man. Yeah, no, I can't pony up. I got about eight hundred dollars for this project. Oh. To do your whole deck. Well, I'm two, be, is it going to be four by four? What? Four, just, four, four foot square? Plywood now, buddy. Four That's by a set plywood. of stairs. That's a I set know, of man. stairs, Phil. <laughs> no, no, no. What, I'm just reskinning. I'm just reskinning. So the bones of it are fine. Like the, uh, you know, I, I'm just replacing the top decks and the railing. I would, right. I would, before you buy at the box store, I would look in your yellow pages or your Google Maps for any. Uh, decking and fencing companies that might be around you that sell mm. the material because it's usually cheaper um, mm. if you That's can find tip. it. Okay. Uh, the, you would Go think that to... it it wouldn't be, but there's, there's like building supplies and places like these like lumber places that do decks and fences, and uh, they'll have some of this weather use you know weather resistant. And uh, okay. if, it, yeah. if it's tip. not a big hurry, um, I who the heck is that guy? Phil, you know who this guy is. Um, he he got a bunch of Kumaru deck boards uh, for free. Maybe you can just look around and get some uh, free material. There's one handsome devil you're referring to, but it's across the border, and I believe there's a tariff in place. So no, 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 no. Yeah. I'm not saying get his wood. I'm saying Tim came across some for free. Maybe if you if you have enough time, if you don't have to do this now, look well, on Craigslist in the free section. Look for somebody who's remodeling their backyard. They're getting rid of a bunch of the same way Tim got his. Why do you suppose they took it off their deck in the first place? Because they yeah. wanted the, they wanted the, the one that I had. They wanted Trex. They were rich. They're rich, and they're like, "Oh, we want Trex because we don't want to have to stain our deck every year." So they just huh. threw away a perfectly good deck. It doesn't happen all the time, but it does happen. Craigslist. You're like you're like well, the they they knew king, me. They were I know you're the you'll find out because they were, they knew me because I had made stuff for them as a customer. Ah, okay. So she was like, "Hey, do you want this? I'm sense. throwing away two thousand square feet of deck or whatever. Do you want it?" I was like, "Yeah, you know." But, um, oh, guess what I pulled out of the trash today? What? A uh, 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 jointer. 
really? And a brick of gold? Four inch, six right. inch? Four inch, like four yeah. and an eighth, whatever. It's, small, yeah, it's an old, it's an old uh, craftsman bench top jointer. The yeah. top is completely rusted. I mean, there's you can't see metal on it. The fence yeah. is rusted. Um, but I plugged it in, the damn thing turned. So I'm going to see if I can't pull it apart and clean it up. You know what? Yeah, it's man. actually great that it's rusty. It means it's not an aluminum version. At least you've got mm-hmm. cast iron or steel there. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a yeah. heavy little bugger. Yeah, it's worth, it's, it's, worth oh, fixing so up. Oh, then it's cast iron. Yeah. It's yeah. a heavy. It's an, I, I, I got a bunch of old craftsman tools and half of my garage is stuff I pulled out of the trash. So this, this ought to be fun. That's yeah. great. Not, not to interrupt, but yeah, it just reminded me. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm the one saying, I don't need a joint or I have a table saw. What the heck do I need? You know what? Oh, free. I yeah. I always said that I don't want it. I don't need a jointer. It's just like a big expensive thing. And then I I got one from I gotta say his name again. Oh, Gagne, <laughs> Gagne. He had one sitting in his basement. He doesn't use ever. And he was like, well, he, I asked him if I could buy it off. He's like, no, but I'll put it in your shop and just let me use it whenever I need it. And I was like, all right. And uh, now that I have it, I can't imagine life without it. Can't imagine ever letting him use it. I agree. I yeah no. I I, I changed the locks and yeah, moved since then, so he'll never find it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I came across, I came and I didn't buy it and I should have for 175 bucks, a used jet eight inch, maybe joiner, a big one, right? Get out of here. No, 150 bucks. And it was in a, it was in a, um, a tool store. We'll just say. And I just like, you know what? I don't, I don't have the room for it. And I don't, that's why I haven't gotten one because I would, if I'm going to get a joiner, I'm going to get a big one. But for that price, it was 175, 150 bucks, something like that. Eight inch is a big one. Yeah. No, it was the size yeah. of my. It was yeah. as big, you know, almost as big as my table saw, basically. Yeah, it was my, a big. big I have joint. a six inch, and that's. I can't imagine having one bigger than a six inch yeah. in my shop, and I have a pretty big shop. Yeah. yeah. But then again, well, I guess if it was a woodworking shop, but I have all the other junk in there too. You I, know? Think, yeah, no, if I, had, I think you had yourself a six inch there, because eight inches would be like like a fifteen hundred dollar tool. Two thousand bucks. Eight inches are expensive. It was a jet. Still. Yeah, no, but they're, like, they're, like, All right, they're look, like 220 and stuff. Do you see Do you see the um, the metal bandsaw behind me, Tim? You have the same one. No. Oh, yeah, I know the one you're talking yeah. about, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's up against the garage door. Anyway, yeah. it was bigger than that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, my six inch is bigger than that. Yeah. yeah, okay, so it was probably yeah. a six inch. Yeah. But still, the price was incredible, but I just didn't do You know, 150 bucks is space. great. Still yeah. a score. Huge yeah. score. Absolutely. But free. Now, before you say no to deals, you text me first. Tariffs. Can't. Tariffs, yeah, it would be. It would, it would cost more just to talk to you about it. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Damn you, Harley. Um, okay, so <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about EDC, our everyday carry. That's the topic this week. And I would like to grudges, this... What do we carry? I thought it was uh, even dogs cough. Everyday carry is what that stands for. I thought we were going to talk about dogs with colds. Uh, as compelling a topic as that would be. <laughs> I, I, I think we should break this up because um, not only do we have everyday carry, like, you know, what it says, um, but what are some of the also just like the everyday, what does your shop carry? What is an everyday carry in your shop? As I, well? had, I, I had three subcategories for that. Pocket, car. Okay, yep. good. And, and then like, like say you got to go do an install or you got to go run to fix something. Like what do you, Perfect. What I like it. Now we got now we got the shop some... is hard to you know the shop you can go well as long as yeah, I'm yeah, my everything. solid gold rocket car and my no, solid you, gold house you got it that's perfect I like that <laughs> what are you Donald Sutherland over comb, there comb Mister comb your hair Mister <laughs> here we go this is the worst podcast ever, <laughs> ever. we've actually Absolutely. this is the first time we've all agreed that this we uh, we all agree it's the worst is podcast ever the worst one yeah yeah well I don't I okay. mean just because I'm not producing this one I mean I don't I don't think we should jump to that conclusion guys. <laughs> 
All right, let's start with you, Phil, since, <laughs> um, since you're not the producer. Uh, EDC, we'll start. We'll go around pocket first. What's What are the things that you have to carry with you? I mean, we're going to obviously cell phone, car keys, wallet. Yeah. Uh, well, on my keys, I have a small Swiss Army knife. And it's got a knife, a file, scissors, tweezers, and a toothpick on it. And that one, if I only fly within Canada, I'm allowed to keep with me, even on the airplane. Which is mm. oh, awesome. Bill's, I use Bill's getting visual aids again. Thanks. Okay, so what else? So pocket knife, it's still your turn, even though Bill's bringing out toolboxes. That That is my EDC. That's, that's your whole that's EDC? Tool. Yeah. Oh. So I guess... What else? So are we going to go around for pocket, or am I going to go to the next? No, one? Go, go around, around for, for pocket. Go around for pocket. Yeah. Okay. So then, someone else. Uh, Bill, since you've gotten your pocket out, your big six foot long pocket, what do you do? Every, actually... every day. Every day. Every day. No pants matter on. what. No matter what, I've always got a knife on me. I don't care where I go, what I do. If I fly somewhere, as soon as I land, I buy. I gotta have I a think, pocket knife. I on think me. that's what got us on this topic was when you yeah. said that a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. And this is just a, a small sampling of some of my different pockets. He doesn't understand it's audio. That means yeah, I'm nothing. I'm just showing you guys. Hey, I have that knife, that red one. That's mine. The, yeah. the Milwaukee. Yeah. I have both versions yeah. of that: the serrated and the all, uh, and the all not serrated. I lost the not serrated, uh, and then I also have the razor blade version. Yeah. Which that's I used what to I have. carry. Yeah. I keep one at the office and one in the garage. I'm, you know, I'm very excited about uh, Jocko whatever's. Uh, uh, yeah, razor blade, blade knife maker blade yeah. he's got coming out the 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 um, what is it a Kickstarter for that yeah I think yeah. so or it's a GoFundMe something like, uh, yeah, yeah that I think might it's a, I think that it's might a, replace my my knife that's part of my EDC it might become that I don't know if I could go to just razor blade like but see I I I, I downsize because I used to I used to look like Jimmy a lot more as far as how his every you know his pockets are full of tools I mean. Being a maintenance person my whole life, I used to have the multi-tool. I used to have different knives. I used to have the razor knife. I used to have electrical tools. I, I mean, I, I used to have a, a, the gigantic tool belt, and that went down to a single-sided tool belt, and that went down to a uh, like a pouch that sticks on one side, and then it ended up being just my flashlight, a multi-tool, and the pocket knife. And now it's like, you know what? The pocket knife does 99% of everything I need to do quickly. Everything else I need to do, I have an entire shop at work with the tools I need that I can gather up and go. So mm-hmm. for me, it's just a pocket knife. Everyday carry, every day, seven days a week, no matter what. If I leave the house, I got my, my shoes, my underwear, my pocket knife. Yeah. And the shoes and the underwear are optional. They are, especially, but not my pocket knife. Yeah. But not my pocket knife. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't carry a Leatherman. Um, I've messed around. I made some f- a few videos where I was trying to make the Leatherman that I would carry, and it's still just like, nah, it's just a pocket knife. Yep. Um, and uh, But the other thing that I will add to that is – I have two things I'll add to that. Uh, the bandana is is hands down um, as useful, if not more useful, than the knife. Um, it really is a useful tool. Um, it, and it the- may be for you, but no, not for me. Yeah, it's- I don't know. I don't know why you want that mini blanket. Do you want me to start listing reasons? Do you want to go? <laughs> let me show. You, let me show you why I don't carry a bandana. Sam, ready? Okay. Well, it's not just for dust collection, but do if you I need do to that, wipe something off. Here you go. Teeny tiny tourniquet. Yeah. Yeah. My T-shirt acts as everything your bandana can do. My T-shirt can be the, your bandana's butt. Yeah, but then you're walking around with a wet, stained, you know, ripped T-shirt, and that's just Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. 
And it's just easy. You can't, I mean, like like the whole uh, the hitchhiker with a stick that, you know, tying stuff up and carrying it in the bag thing. You can use the it for- The hobo bundle? The hobo bundle. You can't do that with your t-shirt. You're going to be shirtless now. You're going to get a sunburn while you're hitchhiking across the desert with your hobo bundle and your t-shirt. Although the t-shirt- well, <laughs> the t-shirt when i was when i was uh, touring as a musician the t-shirt was the uh all the flop houses that we'd have to stay in the crappy hotels i would take my t-shirt off and i'd put it over the pillow as a pillowcase and that was a very useful thing that a I've bandana wouldn't do but would I've you put that. it back on the next morning nope no oh okay no, would, i was gonna say kind of defeats be. the purpose yeah that goes yeah. in the burn pile <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then there's one other thing that I, I don't always carry in my pocket, but I, I tend to try to carry if I'm going out to uh, water and a granola bar. Because you figure, like, if something That's happens. That's just you. That's that, just you. Well, because, you know, water. But the bandana is a great, it also works as a cup. You know, if you need to get water, you can drink from it, you know, uh, from a stream, you know, in a wilderness situation. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, just drinking out of the stream would be too hard. You'd want to dip your bandana in it. <laughs> and you can use it, it to cool off and, you know, in the sun, yeah. you know. I know you live in rural Connecticut. But <laughs> <laughs> you're not actually getting lost in the Catskills very often, are you? <laughs> yeah, if, you're, uh, if your load's too big on the back of your truck, you can tie that red bandana right on the... So you're, you're compliant with that the might be a real traffic one. laws. Yeah, no, they're, they're always, all... Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't always carry a red bandana. I, I've switched to red. I've switched to red. Oh, oh, excuse me. Yeah, oh. I bought, I bought six. He's got, he's got his table saw. I have my, now he's got his bandana. I have, I have my uniform thing, and I, I didn't like how the, there was incontinuity in the color of my bandanas, and when, and when I was editing a film and stuff, so I went, I bought six plain red bandanas with no white on them or anything, no patterns, <clears throat> and I, those are my bandanas. It's coincidence that Jimmy carries a red bandana. Just coincidence. That's all. Well, it's just, it's a pretty popular color for a bandana, but I went without the pattern. I wanted to just go with like a plain red because I was thinking about. I have the screens for my square, and I was thinking about printing my square on them. Oh, cool! <laughs> but I haven't gotten around to it yet. He's going to get more oh, stuff to look at. Okay, but, so he's going to uh, get more. While he's getting more stuff, let's go back to our audio portion. I will tell you that I think the bandana is more part of your brand than any actual usefulness. What you know, you, you know doing? the main the main use I find for it, and this is not that I'm a complete germaphobe. I, I think he's he's showing us bandanas. Whatever. Are those your underwear? What is that? I, <laughs> I have I have so many bandanas. I have so many bandanas. You're oh. awesome. Oh, Great. you're right. That's way too small to be your underwear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and clean. <laughs> right. Um, well, Tim, I, I think what the reason I grabbed this, because there's a couple here. Um, you've got to branch out, because you, you can do this all day. You can do the red. But can you do the pink polka dots? I do have. My buddy Levi sent me a couple bandanas that him and his friends made of these different screen prints. They're really cool. I use those sometimes. Do you have so the nautical theme? Up. No, I don't because I don't want to have that. I, I want to have one consistent. He has a brand, <laughs> but um, you, public you're, restrooms. You're... <laughs> and it comes in handy in there a lot. Drying your hands when there's no paper towel for grabbing. Oh, the thank God, that's up. what you said. I, I use oh. toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> I if there's like first of all, no my son towels, hates yeah. the hand blower. Like he finds the noise because it's loud. Board. Yeah, it's Vance loud. used to when Vance was young, he didn't like it either. So now, if there's no it's toilet paper, that's another burn pile situation, right? Yeah, that's when you don't have a bandana the rest of the day. That is when I okay. kick the door open. Yeah. <laughs> Pow. Okay, car. Uh, what do I keep in my car? One, I keep. I have a. I have a pocket knife, like a real knife that I keep in my in my arm console, and that is useful to have a knife. Just you know, it's always useful to have a knife. But two, that's what I put in my pocket when I'm going on one of these uh, Craigslist meetings because 
you never know, and I don't want to be a statistic. <laughs> and uh, in my uh, in my trunk, in sort of one of these stowaway little compartments, I have one of those sets that's got like like a driver and bits and pliers and a razor blade and uh, what else is it? and uh, has a little, little adjustable yeah. yeah yeah like a little toolkit. So like I really could just about repair anything. Uh, it doesn't have a hammer though. But anyway, so that's what I keep in the car, and a rape whistle. <laughs> Why are <you> laughing? <laughs> With a face like this, that's a real concern. Oh, that's what I was thinking. Oh my god! Uh, let's see. In, in in the in the car, I've always uh, there's at least three different knives. So I, there's a multi tool, there's another pocket knife, and there's a Swiss Army knife. Um, there's always a flashlight, if not two. And one of the things you talk about your bandana, Tim, I have at least five, um, microfiber towels stuffed in the door pockets, in the glove box, in the center console. Cause you never know when you got to wipe something up. Cause you don't have a bandana on you. So you have to. That's not why. Yeah. Because chamois can be wrung out and reused over and over again. A that bandana, once wet, is useless. But you look really stupid with a chamois tied around your neck. <laughs> it's not a chamois. It's a microfiber towel. That's what a chamois is. No, a chamois no, is actually No, the microfibers cowhide. are the really soft ones. But yeah. Chamois is... Look at what chamois look like. They're synthetic chamois, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but they're not chamois. Don't get some more stuff. Chamois. No, go ahead. Sorry, it's a I can, there's, there's my chamois hanging right there yeah. for washing the car. It's audio. <laughs> Every time you stand up, we see your chamois. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so that's it. That's uh, it's it's definitely the uh, few times I've been pulled over. It's funny. It's like, do you have any weapons in your car, sir? Yes, I do. <laughs> and I let them know. There's at least I'm not sure how many, but at least three or four pocket knives throughout the vehicle, and and they're Is all you over called, the place. Would you consider that a weapon or a tool? No, absolutely. Uh, when you, when you're pulled over, Cough an officer an officer wants to know: Is there anything that you can reach for and grab that he's not going to want you to do that? So you identify everything in your car. Because they'll ask you, do you have any sharp objects? Do you have any needles? Do you have any guns? You need to say, yeah, I do actually. And I used to say, you know what, officer, I'm a maintenance person. I do have a multi-tool and a couple pocket knives and, you know. But yeah, I got to so. tell you, I and all kidding aside, a cop, and I've been pulled over my fair share, uh, has never once asked me that. I think maybe it's a it's a cultural thing. Well, it's also where I, I mean, compare, you live in Canada. I live in the East Bay area of California. It's, yeah, yeah. It's that's what I mean. When you get pulled over here, it's it's a little bit different. You know, atmosphere. Uh, I know it's Canada, but uh, it's not exactly. Uh, you know, I don't live in Disney World. It's not. Uh, it's still the real world. Okay, still, uh, you still city. have a police department that's called the Royal Mounted Police. That is our FBI. That, that is, is about as level police. That's about as butch as a six-year-old playing with a uh, uh, with a pool noodle. You know what? I, I uh, hope that there is an RCMP officer listening to this because these guys could kill you with their thumbs. Okay? <laughs> By giving me a thumbs down. That's just how they fire their guns. Though, <laughs> You're under arrest. Bad. Boo. <laughs> no, it's just the uniforms that aren't cool. But <laughs> Those are dress uniforms. That's not what they actually wear. Yeah, yeah when they're undercover. <laughs> <laughs> not a cop, eh? Yeah. They're, they're, they're sitting on their horse, like, on the side of the road in a stakeout with their cup of coffee and their red shirts. <laughs> All right, we're looking to see if the drug dealers go in there, eh? Not once. <laughs> They'll never see us here. Oh, no. Yeah. How about you, Tim? What do you carry in old Yeller? 
uh, old, old Geller, um, I always have a pair of gloves in there. Oh, which yeah, I, always, I forgot. I always have a pair yeah, of gloves, right, too. To clean the evidence. Yeah. Which I always forget that I have when I go into the steel mill and get my hands all filthy, put, or the yeah. steel yard getting metal. I always forget, like, oh, I have a pair of gloves. Um, oh, here's my bandana. Yeah, I, I have. Um, I have um, the basics, like, you know, Phillips head flathead, um, you know, a pair of, pair of pliers, you know, vice grips or whatever. Um, I usually carry a, keep spare light bulbs in there for the, the truck, like the taillights and stuff, just because I keep them anywhere else. Um, hmm. You know, because it's whatever. But um, I have a, I do have a little multi-tool, like one of my weird little kit multi-tools from the 70s in there. Yeah. Um, that's about it, really. I used to have like a whole tool kit, and I used to carry, I have like a, you know, my cloth shopping bags, you know, and stuff. I used to have like a lot of um, tools in there. Um, you know, in case things were, and then like Bill, I just continue to, to, to pare it down a little bit. But the, um, the two things that I have, there's two things, well, one thing I do have in there, one thing I need in there is, uh, I, I always keep a tape measure in there in case you see it on the side of the road. Like, oh, maybe this is working. I, I have a tape measure too. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I have it cause my dashboard's all metal in that truck. It's old enough, <clears> you know, so I have magnets on the dashboard of the tape measure and a screwdriver. <laughs> yeah. And the thing I do not have, which I discovered when I picked up all that decking that we were talking about earlier was I should have a, a toolbox. Uh, saw in there um, for just cutting stuff, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't have any kind of saw. And that's something well, I've been su- thinking I'm about. I'm surprised neither there. one of you said flashlight in your vehicle. I'm sure you just I have a flashlight. Yeah. yeah I, I have a I cell have phone. So yeah, I have that too, but yeah. it's got a flashlight on it. And that's no, you're no right. joke. I use it all the time. Yep, I yeah. do too. Actually, I, I use my I use mine before. Yeah. But I, I have a flashlight. I have a flashlight fetish as well. I seriously, I love flashlights. I just do. So, especially with the LED. Now the the technology for these things are just insane. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's amazing anyway. how bright they can be and how small. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's pretty incredible. No, has, has Maglite switched to LED? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Quite some can you still they get st- the classic though? I don't. know. I'm sure you can. I, I'm absolutely sure crazy. you can. But I haven't I seen that. it. Yeah. A few years back, when all the LED came out, Mag started coming out with uh, the little kits to convert the regular uh, to an LED. And now they're pretty much all you ever see is is LED. And there's mm-hmm. the prices come way down too. Because I remember a, uh, back in the day when I lived in states that allowed me to exercise my Second Amendment rights, um, a tactical flashlight, a, a good tactical flashlight that was small and powerful uh, was $200 all day long. Uh, You're talking about the beat-down sticks? No, no, no. A, a tactical flashlight can mount to, like, your pistol. It can fit in your back pocket. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Those things... Uh, <laughs> Neither of us even knew what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, these little tiny flashlights that were so powerful, mm. they're more powerful than, like, a 4D cell mag light, but they were 200 bucks. Wow. You can you can get a, a, a one thousand lumen flashlight that runs off and just you know rub it with their hands and it sh- shines now. I mean it's yeah. ridiculous the technology that they have. But no, yeah. it's just it's it's so much more affordable. So yeah. I, I have flashlights everywhere. Hmm. Okay, okay, last last round is uh, you're you know, you're packing the toolbox for something like obviously if you're going to do an install or something, there's certain tools that, you know, you're going to need. So we can skip over that. Like, Oh, if you're doing this, you need a drill. Right. But yeah. is there anything like out of the ordinary, like that you, you put so in there of, that like the, the emergency thing. One of the first things I ever built as a maker was, uh, uh, you've seen that Jimmy DeResta video where he turns a pallet into a toolbox. Mm-hmm. So I built that cause that was the thing that inspired me to become a maker in the first place. Uh, so I built that toolbox, except that I spray painted it black, and I did that sort of paint masking technique. So I've got the Star Wars Re- uh, like Rebel Alliance logo on it. Cool. So it's my it's my Rebel Alliance 
toolbox and uh, and I use that to load up on whatever tools it is that I'm going to take with me for whatever specific job it is. If it's in the yard, I take the tools that I need for that. If it's if I'm going to hang somebody's TV mount, I'll take that with me. So that's just you know an easy one to just throw a bunch of tools in, and I don't have to worry about fitting anything specifically in it perfectly well. It's just like an open box that I can put anything in. Now I, I have a I have quite a few tool bags, and like you said, Tim, I. I I, I mean, the cordless drills go in there, bits, all that, all that normal stuff. But one thing that I take, no matter where I go, whether I'm going to actually need it or not, I have a little white. Uh, it's like an old first aid. It's a metal box, but it used to be a first aid kit, and it is chock full of just nuts, bolts, screws, mm. drywall screws, hangers, nails, everything, because no matter what, regardless. And usually, it's when I go to the salon in case he needs me to do some maintenance on something. I'll show up there. Oh, while you're here, can you fix this thing? And I'll need a nut or a bolt or a screw or something. So I've always, no matter what tools I take, that little first aid metal box, first aid kit, full of nuts and bolts and screws, that goes with me mm. everywhere. Smart. Yeah. Mm. I have a little. I, I have this. I have this desire to always be organized. So I'm constantly making these little wooden boxes out of like wooden scraps, quarter inch, half inch, whatever ply mm-hmm. it is. So I have one, and I, you know I sharpie the front with whatever's inside of it. But I have one little one that's just called Rando Hardware. So it's like every piece of random hardware that I've gotten that that I have one or two of just goes in that because it's not enough to give it a real bin in my in my whatever screw or nut organizer. So that's if there, if I can't find the thing I'm looking for in my in my actual purchased nut mm-hmm. screws bolts you know uh, whatever organizer I go to the Rando Hardware bin and hope that I find and I got to tell you. Nine times out of ten, I find the thing I'm looking for, whether it's like an odd-sized nut or, I don't know, a bolt that's got a smooth shaft and a threaded end or whatever it is. Like, I just find it in there. So I, I find it incredibly useful to just have that bag Man, of I have nuts. like 30 of those, and I never find what I'm looking for. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I guess garbage in, garbage out. Only yeah. put in things that would potentially be useful. Uh, if you can see behind me, I have the cubbies on my uh, that way, all those yeah. little bins. Nothing's organized. I mean, it's kind of, but it's not really. I don't know what's in what. I open every single one of them every time I'm looking for anything. Then I have a couple on the other side of the shop that are bigger bins that just massive amounts of everything goes in those. I I, I just can't do that whole organizing. I just can't. You could. It just takes time and effort. Yeah. You it's not it's the maintenance that gets tricky. Like I, I sometimes I get into these like sort of OCD moments where I, I just got a new set of little drawers for my father-in-law. Yeah, I had a spare one, and so I went through and I was like putting all my little guitar parts and the screws I use making guitars and the mm-hmm. you know this and that and labeling them like a good boy and stuff. And then there's a bunch of empty drawers too. And then there's a bunch that I didn't label. And then a bunch of stuff got put in there. And two weeks later, I'm already like opening every drawer looking for stuff. Like I just can't. I like I like like I have I don't know I think it's maybe sixteen of those little bin drawers, and I like that each one of them has only a specific thing in it, and I can go to it when I need that thing. I like um, that, too. It just doesn't seem to work that way. <laughs> I, I'm a big fan, Phil. I'm a big yeah. fan. It just yeah. doesn't happen. No. I found a, uh, a rollaway-type tool chest. So it's one drawer plus the flip-top storage underneath. And then it's got a case on the bottom, or a tray on the bottom, and uh, on the side of the road. The leg was bad. I, it works perfect. That became my guitar parts thing. And I did. I opened that first drawer, and it's got all these little divider, you know, cardboard, whatever little container. Started off putting, here's, here's my pickups, this is my bridge pieces, this is these specific screws and the bolts and the top part. 
this is where I keep the the tools and the yeah everything's in there now everything's in there it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if it's a guitar part I sh- I stuffed it in there and yeah yeah <clears throat> I think I'm somewhere between you two like, uh, <laughs> like I, I I definitely try and I, and I make these attempts and I go through the motions and stuff but there's when you get into the flow like you know. And, and it's it's sort of a personality thing for me too. Like I have those two sides of me. I have that sort of OCD, like no clutter, keep everything clean guy. And then there's the other guy, that's the flighty artist guy, that's you know throwing confetti around and and uh, you Ooh, know, no. like, and I like the chaos of that, you know. And 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 I'm conflicted, and I'm always like struggling between the two, you know. Hmm. Well, that's how I am. I mean, I st- I mean, obviously, hmm. you could again just look behind me. You can see I try and do hmm. organize. I have things hanging up on the wall. I have the containers and everything. It starts off great. It just it doesn't finish that way. And the same thing, I'll find some a new way to store things and I'll kind of do a cleanup and I'll reorganize again. It just doesn't take that long. I'm not good enough. I'm good at keeping the shop tidy as far as like I try and clear off my workbench as much as possible and put tools away, but that's as far as I get. You know, last week I, I lost my um, my main tape measure. I have a couple. like the, You know how they get kind of wear and, and broken. They don't work yeah. good. So you leave those in the shop because they still measure. You put them around. But I have the one that I clip on my belt when I get in in the morning. And I could not find it anywhere. I spent the whole day looking for it. it was a, actually, it was Friday, like last two weeks ago. And uh, so I just I ended up using another one. And I was just I was angry because I lost it. It was like my favorite <laughs> one to carry. And then the whole weekend goes by. Then I come in Monday and I'm like, oh, here it is. I don't have a tape measure. I got to carry this other tape measure that doesn't really work good. And. And this and the other thing, and about two hours later, I found it, and it was put in the spot that I created for it six months ago, the designated put-away <laughs> spot. And I never once thought to look there for it. Well done. Well done. <laughs> I don't know. I never have that problem. You guys are so weird. Like, I have a tape measure that sits on my table saw. It's always on my table saw because, you know, that's where I put it back. And then I have... Another tape measure that's on my tool wall. That's where it is. It's a spot. It sits there. And I have another one under my Rubo bench, and that's where it is because that's where I keep it. So I, I just don't use – I have six six to ten tape measures. Uh, I keep one in my truck. I keep one in my bedroom bedside stand. There's six right there on the wall, and I don't use them. I use, I use rulers almost for 90% of the measuring I do. I use rulers, squares, different sizes. It's weird. I like – I like having it on my belt. It ends up not on my belt a lot because then I go into the other room to get a piece. It's like, oh, I need a piece of wood. It's 48 inches long for this. And so I go into the other room and I realize I had taken it off my belt and left it on the bench. And so I just try to get in the habit of having that one on my belt. But then I also got in the habit because someone told me this at some point in time. And it does make sense that you should use the same ruler for the entire project in case it's off a little bit. Like if you oh, yeah. switch switch rulers. So I don't. if I've started a project with my tape measure, I don't want to use the other one that's sitting right there. I want right. to use the one I started the project with. You know, I again, promise I issues, you. So. I promise you. <laughs> It'll be rec- fine. I know. <laughs> yeah, with reclaiming and what we do, that's not necessary. Yeah. Well, you don't Mark- want to be off by a sixty-fourth of an inch because that could just ruin everything. <laughs> well, it can, it can with guitar making. <laughs> yeah, with with precision. Yeah. But you have a you have a CNC a now. CNC that's machine that's your that. tape measure. That's your tape measure. Yeah. Now. That's where I've been leaving my tape measure lately. Is on the CNC, not, <laughs> not, the CNC. not a foot away on the spot I made for where it was. <laughs> what you should do is you should get those tattoos like Benueta has. And then that yeah, way, I was really fascinated by that. This arm to this elbow is 48 inches. Yeah, Actually, for let, you, me, let me tell you what you should do. If you're going to carry a tape measure, and I'm going to go right back to the Godfather. Uh, that is, and I've done, I used to do that for years. When I had a tape measure on my belt, it was in a little leather case that it stayed. You couldn't take it out. You pulled the tape measure out. Yeah. And you use it like that, and Jimmy does that. 
Yeah. yeah. I just had, like I said, I don't carry that anymore, but I used to have one. So a, a buddy of my old biker dude made for me out of leather. And you snap it in place. You don't pull the tape measure out. You just pull the tape out. Maybe I'll make one for some of my Carolina material or something. Hey, there you go. But, uh, I always, but I also always carry a small tape measure. I, mine's only 12 feet because I don't really need. And so then that becomes almost too short sometimes, you know. Trust me, if you if you put a, a thing where it's a pain in the butt to take that tape measure in and out, you'll end up just pulling the tape measure itself out. And you yeah, will, it'll be that's fine. That's the move. That's the yeah. It is the move. You're right. Yeah. It is the move to do. Yep. Yeah. i think about that. Okay, cool. So, okay. So what, what I, is the I'm just going to... Go ahead. Yeah, you're going to ask me. Yeah, I just say cause, so we can wrap this up. The you know obviously the the job you get the tools that you need for the job. I do like you, but not quite as good, Bill. I have I grab a fistful of every size screw, <laughs> you know, and I, I have little like you know little boxes if I put them in. And then when I get home, I put them back, you know, or they end up in one of my thirty bins. But um, <laughs> you know, I I grab a couple extras of everything like that. Um, I always make sure I have tape with me. I always make sure I have glue with me, super glue, uh, a couple clamps in case something goes wrong like that, you know, sandpaper to do any kind of repair. And I always have my square, my S-Q-W-A-Y-R-E square. You that thing's come in yeah. handy a few times. Right. Saved my life the other day. Saved my life. Seriously. It saved your life? Yeah. yeah. A car fell on me, but I had the square. square. I was holding it and the, yep. the, the, the tire bumper, punctured. Yeah. And it, it was just high enough to where it didn't crush my chest. <laughs> <laughs> the square was yeah. standing on end. Yeah. Saved my life. Is there is there a tool that you guys have more than you should of that normal people do? For me, every it's one a, of them. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, like, like for me, it's 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 like I said, I have a thing for flashlights, nice. and I have six Swiss. Well, I have a lot of pocket knives, but I have six Swiss Army knives. I have one in the medicine cabinet, in my nightstand, in the truck, two in the shop at least, one in the kitchen drawer. Um, I just find them so handy to have. Whenever I need a, a sharp knife, with because I don't use razor blades that often. Whenever I go to that Swiss Army knife, because they're always those blades forever stay surgically sharp. It's weird. Hmm. Hmm. I have like six or seven angle grinders. That's kind of ex- excessive. I have a few. Yeah, maybe even eight. I have that battery powered one. <laughs> that is a lot. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah, that's. It's a little excessive. I'm, I have things like that, though, too, like um, like files. Like, I have more metal files and rasps than, like, any one human needs because I just got them in a bucket, at, you know, from a, a sale, you know. I have a, Are they I have a all good actual usable files? What's that? Are they all usable files? Like, are Yeah, they... most of them, yeah. Because I have different files, too, but most of them are dead. Yeah, most of them are still good. You know, I keep the dead ones too, of course. I have like like the little sets. I have like three of those little sets. I you know I have all the big ones. I have medium ones, um, sh- shrimp stew, shrimp burgers. You know, I have them all. You know, Phil, yeah. you'd be surprised if you're talking friend. dead like it's an old garage sale file that's rusted out. No, like it just doesn't have any more bite to it. Try cleaning it. Seriously. Yeah. Well, I can feel that it's dull. I run my fingers over like the dull section versus the sharp section. Try, try clean. I mean, if it's worn out on something, that's hard. But a file is super hard metal, super yeah. hard. So a lot of times it's just over age, gunk built up in it, and it's like it's just clogged. Basically, is what happens. What do you clean it with? Like a metal uh, brush? Yeah, you can clean wire it with brush. Like a stain, stainless steel wire brush and some yep. uh, uh, goo off or acetone or something. If it's rusty, Dude, just, just mineral soak spirits. It in vinegar. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But if it's dull, don't get me wrong. If you know it, you can see that it's worn out. It's dull. It's dull. But yeah. I know I'll, I'll buy. I don't buy them, but I'll get um, free files at garage sales or, or like you said, you know, coffee can with five files in it. It's hardened steel, super hardened steel. 
Yeah. If you soak a rusty old file in in, uh, in some vinegar, clean it up with a wire brush, and almost every time they've been usable. So okay, mm. good to know. All right, I'll do. You know, what, you know what else I have? I have a like a bathroom garbage can size garbage can. Uh, I it's gone it's come down quite a bit now, but when I got it, it was literally full of screwdrivers. Like I had a whole, it, it weighed like twenty five pounds. It was just twenty five pounds of screwdrivers I picked up at a sale. Like this guy had passed away, and I cleaned out his his shop and you know wow. gave the family a few hundred bucks and that's and, uh, one I made thing a few I ice picks out of them and gave a lot I've, away. I've, I, I have a couple of old ones. I showed you my ancient one, but mostly for the most part, I don't use screwdrivers very often. It's weird. Now that you have uh, cordless drill, I. I, I find well, use. you know, I find guitar making you you want to stay away from that drill a lot. I actually know what I did, hands. Tim. Uh, for all them itty bitty tiny screws, I went and bought the cheapest Harbor Freight little plug-in, like Kit. a two two volt uh, oh. dr- driver. Yeah, and it's so weak, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Like that well, that's why I keep that old. I have the old Ryobi twelve volt yeah. blue. That's why I keep that. I put little tiny drill bits in it when I need a soft, yeah. Because the battery, so like I take the battery off the charger and I get like one screw and then I put it back on the charger. <laughs> this thing is oh, he's gone again. Yeah. It's silly. It's... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I Anything get it. to avoid actually little using tiny. your wrist to turn the screwdriver. Right. Well, I don't, okay. I, I, I don't screw around, Phil. Yes, you do. Yep, you do. Um, Phil, I think it's your turn this week. What? 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 Huh? Review your review. review. Yeah. Okay, let me just choose one at random. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. Yeah, I I lost you guys for a minute. You guys are back? Oh, we never left. We've been here the whole time. Um, I... Okay. I didn't hear anything you were just saying, so you might have been making fun of me. Oh, I no, know. I wasn't doing it this time. I was uh, just saying it's time to do iTunes review review. Yes, this was I was starting to say, but then everything got wonky. So go ahead, because we're doing the worst podcast ever. We might as well screw this up, too. Correct. <laughs> this one uh, is dated December 8th, 2017, from uh, our friend Ushitat. Right? Did I say that right? You know that, that guy? Yeah, who like, but I don't think that's saying it right. Okay, well, I think you know what I'm saying. Uh, <clears throat> the topic is great podcast, and here is the review. It just says Bill, right? Isn't it that one? I've listened to every single podcast episode. To be honest, initially I was only interested in Tim Sway because of his YouTube channel. Searched Ooh. Tim Sway podcast, and this one showed up. Turns out it's a great podcast, and the other two dudes are pretty cool too. What's his name's jokes are so lame that they're actually funny. And the other guy is Canadian like me. I listen to podcasts all day long while in the shop. Yours is one I skip too frequently if I have a backlog of backlog of listening material. Keep it up. We will. Thank you for... Okay. I'm, well, I'm, we, proud, we, I'm proud to be with the other two. To Tim's other... Yeah, I agree. Yeah. We're Tim's, Tim's other two. Tim's miscellaneous. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of how I see things around here. Yeah. Hey, we're basically Tim's everyday carry. No, one day a week only. One day a week. Yeah, a yeah. couple oh, hours a week. Online, we're with you every day, buddy. You reach in your pocket right now, you're going to feel me. That's disgusting. <laughs> There's something wrong with you. <laughs> I'm, I'm editing now. I can of, just take that out. <laughs> I meant in the pocket of your soul. 
gosh. Even bro. worse. I just still, I don't want you in any of my pockets. <laughs> All right. What oh, uh, what uh, grabbed your attention? And by attention, I mean your Bill Lutz. Oh, well. <laughs> Speaking of pockets. <laughs> Let's go with Bill first. Bill, what grabbed your attention this week? All right. I have I have a couple of good ones. Um, one is these uh, little popcorn mini cakes that I, uh, I read the ingredients. There's only uh, oil, popcorn, and salt. That's it. So it's they're called Skinny Pop Little Cake. They're great. That grabbed... Uh, uh, a quote from somebody we all admire grabbed my attention. Uh, Jesse Weta put out a video. Somebody trolled her. Ben posted that and then trolled the troll. And he basically annihilated this guy. But this is the end of his annihilation. And I quote, I'm going to ask you to please suck less at the internet. I just think that's awesome. I've never heard those words put in that sentence together. I'm going to ask you to please suck less at the internet. <laughs> it's just a great thing to say. And then the last thing, uh, and I left a link for this. So this young lady was, I don't know if you guys have heard of the uh, Westboro Baptist Church. It's uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. <clears throat> they're, they're not the greatest of people from what I know. Well, they are extremely, I, this is going to, I want to make sure that this is beyond PC because I'm, I'm really intending this to be awesome. Um, a young lady, a daughter of the founder, quit the church, and the reason that happened is she's just she's very passionate about. She grew up in this church, but she learned to communicate with other people, and I I preach this all the time, and so I I liken this uh, TED talk. She did a TED talk, and she just talks wow. about why she left the ter- uh, the church, and there's four things at the end that she says you need to, if you want to talk with people, if you want to learn to communicate with people that think differently than you, it's not that hard. And I say this all the time and I likened it to myself because I'm surrounded. I'm in San Francisco and Berkeley. I am surrounded by a whole bunch of liberals that think like me. And in order for me to, to step outside of my comfort zone and actually not immediately judge people who don't think like me, you gotta, it's not that hard. You just simply, anyway, she says it so eloquently. It's a 10-minute TED Talk. And at the end of it, she, there's four points. It's one, first thing, you're talking, I don't care if it's different religious views, if it's different political views. If you're a traditional woodworker and you don't like the fact that somebody's using the CNC, right? Just because you don't think alike doesn't mean you can't communicate. So don't assume bad intent. Regardless of how horrible somebody might sound to you, you don't know their situation. Don't. And th- this is mostly over the internet. Is what she's saying is that she made friends online and opened her. Anyway, don't assume bad intent. The second thing is ask questions. If you if somebody doesn't think the way you do, ask them about them. Why 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 do you think this? What's going on? Uh, the other thing is stay calm. Don't get all fired up, especially if you're online, because you can't put. Emotion and inflection and all that stuff. We've talked about that before. Body language. When you get a comment from somebody from Germany, they're not insulting your work. They just they you know they're from, they have a different culture and different. Don't just stay calm, relax. And then the last thing is, don't tell. Make the argument right. If somebody disagrees with you, you can't use a CNC in your shop. Make your argument. Why do you feel that way? Don't just say I can't talk to you and walk away. I want everybody that's ever met somebody who thinks differently than them to, to watch this TED Talk. It's just amazing, and we can all do it. It's The maker community stands out as a place where there's so many people of different ilks in this community. 
I mean, so many of them. It's ridiculous. We are all over the world. And the one thing that ties us together is making. And we can, we can figure out how to talk to each other. Well, you can figure to talk to other people outside the maker community as well. Just check out that TED video. It really caught my attention. It was just eloquent, awesome, cool. All right, I'm done. I, I saw her in an interview. I know who you're speaking of. I didn't see the TED Talk. But, uh, yeah, she's pretty pretty remarkable uh, woman. And, and that's that's a very good point. That's, you know... Yeah, yeah. We, two people yelling at each other aren't communicating. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're yeah. talking at each other, yeah, yelling exactly. at each other. They're not a lot of that going too. on. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and what? one other thing. Uh, I oh, also. I'm sorry. Just one last thing. Noodle toot is a thing. Go ahead. <clears throat> Tim, I got. I don't want. Why do I always have to follow him? Because <laughs> there's only three of us. <laughs> For now. <sighs> okay, um, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say because uh, I, I was I was watching Netflix a little bit this weekend and seeing all this amazing stuff, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll mention this show or maybe I'll mention this show, and then I decided, you know what, I'm gonna mention is I'm gonna mention Netflix. Uh, it's pretty I, good. It's the you know for I mean I remember when we got cable in our house. You know I'm like old enough to remember life before cable. You know yep. what I mean. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then cable happened. I was like, oh my god, this the world is amazing. And then the, all the pros and cons of that happened. And now I feel like Netflix is like it's just amazing the 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 perspective and the and the information that they can bring to us. I, I, you know, because cable is always like, oh, I don't want to pay for this. I don't want to watch this. Like I didn't have cable because I didn't want to pay for it to watch most of the stuff they had. And I was like, why don't they do it a la carte? And it's like now like Netflix is doing that. It's like it's a la carte, mm-hmm. you know. And just if you. If you want to watch a show about, you know, shooting pigs, there's a show about shooting pigs. If you want to watch a show about whatever, and there's a show about everything, um, and uh, and and then there's also just like quality entertainment. I just, I, I'm just amazed at the, the <laughs> shooting pigs isn't quality entertainment to you. Excuse well, moi, Mister Richie Rich. <laughs> what do you call it? Yeah, call it a cow. But, <laughs> but, but no, I just, I just, I love the 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 information that I can get. There's all like. You know, from just like entertainment, like shooting pigs, all the way to this, like, <laughs> you know, like uh, stuff that really makes you think and stuff that's educational and documentaries and, and um, just amazing. It's just amazing. I can't believe every time I turn on Netflix, I'm like, oh my God, there's, there's more stuff that I want to watch. And unlike five years ago when it was like you flip through 800 channels and nothing to watch. Yeah. And now it's like yeah. the exact opposite, you know? Yeah. It's true. So, Netflix. Cancel cable, spend 10 bucks a month on that, man. It's amazing. Yeah. It's awesome. Hmm. Um, I mentioned this in the pre-show and I thought we could make this a topic for the podcast but I was wrong because we've already done it but I'm going to mention it again because this caught my attention and we did a an episode on reading the manual or reading your instructions or whatever and whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing but I will tell you in this case uh, it was a bad thing that I didn't it would have been a good thing had I read the instructions I struggled with a door lock for probably not literally a couple of weeks but over the span of two weeks I attempted it a couple of times and uh, and just by by playing with it, I figured out that if you flip over a couple of mechanisms, it changes the setback on the lock, which is <laughs> the reason I was having an issue with the with the door latch not working, because it would go through the square hole, but it wouldn't grab enough to reset the latch after you pulled the handle down. So you have to flip it over so that the square is on the outside. Anyways, long story short, had I actually read the instruction and not been so arrogant to think that I know everything without even looking at things, I could have saved myself a lot of heartache and a lot of uh, <clears throat> constructive criticism from my wife. 
So, <laughs> so read the manual, boys. That's my Pickles. favorite. Yeah. 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 But to be fair, I also did have to wait in the mail for the manufacturer, and I will say the manufacturer was Schleg or whatever, however. Schlage. Schlage. French. Yeah. Schlage. It's owned by a company called Allegiant, and uh, anyways, I called them up because I was looking for this thick door kit, because my door is two and a quarter inches thick instead of the standard uh, bill size there, one and three quarters, and and you can source them for like 60 bucks from the store, or you can call the company and they will literally mail them to you for free. So that's what I did. It took a couple of weeks, but they just sent them to me for free, and it was amazing. So So are you saying that you just needed two screws that were longer than normal? No. No, that's for the deadbolt to get longer, but on the uh, on the actual door handle, there's an additional longer mechanism that makes okay. the internals longer. I got you. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, because the hole where the 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 bolt will be will, is further back because it's centered. Right. And obviously, two and a half is bigger than one and three quarter or whatever it is. So. Yeah, Bill. <laughs> uh, You're welcome. Just... Okay. Uh, just uh, 48 seconds, okay. Phil. 48 yeah. seconds. Me? Are you kidding me? You basically gave the TED Talk. No, he's saying... <laughs> All right, no, just it, wrap it up. Yeah, wrap it up. What's wrong with you? Are we wrapping? We're wrapping yeah. now? All right. Yeah. Our channels on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, whatever. I'm I mean, Phil Pinsky. No one's, no one's still listening at this point. You realize You think? That. I think people are intently <laughs> listening. WilliamLutz.com. Thank you to Jason Payne for that one. I mean, Justin Sparks. TimSway.net. Thank you to Jason Payne for that one. NewPerspectivesMusic.com. Check it out. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you. Info at ReclaimedAudioPodcast.com. Or hit us up on Twitter at ReclaimedAudio. On iTunes, leave us them reviews, quality reviews, like the one I read out today. Uh, hit us up on Patreon, patreon.com slash reclaimed audio, the, in all seriousness, the best way to keep this bundle of quality entertainment rolling on a week to week basis. And that's it. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> I'd like to say real quick, everybody, we have uh, some changes that happened. So we're going to dial things back into normal. Um, today, today was kind of a fun episode and we're, we're winging it a little bit, but yeah, apologizing for the episode. No, your audio, your audio has been up and down, and uh, I think we're at about one fifteen now. So yeah, we're just just say hey. Every now and again, we got to stretch our stretch our legs. Guys, we really apologize for providing this free content. Uh, please uh, bear with us here. Now, Tim, edit that out. That was rude. <laughs> Canadians. Ugh. I'm editing you both out. This podcast is going to be me for twenty minutes, but, and most that, of my that, stuff's that getting works, edited man, out too. Works. So. <laughs> Okay, boys. Have a great week. Bye, everybody. Be good. Or Or don't. don't.